You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to Untapped Keg, presented by. <laughs> so we're doing it right out the gate. Yeah, we have to right out the gate. Let's go. I get, love it. I don't want it to get in the way of our. So uh, true. So, so true. I love this. No, 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 no. This is this is important stuff. So, yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Untapped Keg. This is brought to you in part by it's that time of year again. And all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. What is going on, guys? Thank you for tuning in. RJ, how you feeling, man? I am pretty good. So <clears throat> this podcast is also brought to you by Balance 7. So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. He's been taking a new product he owes the credit to, Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink. Getting older as an athlete is tough. Uh, Products like Balance 7, they help bring your pH level back up, get you the supplements that you need that you might be missing in your diet, and can help reduce wear and tear on your body. You can see Balance 7 helped. He looked pretty good in the boxing match with Eric. Aaron Carter. Head to balance7.com. Use the code believe, B L E A V, for free shipping. Balance7.com and use the code mm-hmm. believe for free shipping. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Let's talk about some important stuff now. All Thank right. you guys for bearing with us on that. We obviously had to, you know, let's 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 get the house cleaning stuff out the way early, and uh, we're going to be massaging that, working on it. But uh, you know, we're excited. We got some ads. We got some important things to talk about as well. So let's just go ahead and dive right into it. Obviously, what I read, guys, I get it. It's a bet online. Um, we do understand here at Untapped Cake that that is also an addiction. So we want to make sure that everybody just understands that, um, you know, there are groups out there as well for gambling addiction. There, 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 there. Support groups. There's information out there for you as well. Um, and we highly recommend you guys check that out. If you are someone who loves to place bets um, and if you find that you are spending a little too much on some of these bets, uh, just reach out 
reach out to us, reach out to a support group or what have you. But um, we again, we understand it. And, and here at Untucked Cake, we, we aren't against alcohol as well, right? We always tell folks, make sure you're drinking responsibly. Um, so same with the betting online. Make sure you're doing it responsibly. Be smart. Understand where you are in your life. Uh, just, just, just be careful. Um, but check it out. If you, you know, can. this is this is something that you know we're very. Um, I want to say sympathetic towards right is yeah yeah any addiction. That's when we were first approached about this. We had the conversation, um, and it actually started with you know DraftKings is a big sponsor of podcasts. I'm like, well. How are we going to handle like a DraftKings style sponsor? Right. Because that is a slippery slope. That's kind of a gateway to doing it. And I actually almost got sucked down into the hole of DraftKings and daily podcast stuff la- or daily sports last year. It's addicting. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little bit again this year, but I have to watch myself because I have that addictive personality. I have. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to get um, obsessed with. Uh, what I like, what I enjoy. I mean, it, it goes from TV shows, video games. It can go to gambling really quick. I mean, we talked about instant gratification. For a little, yeah, for a little bit down in uh, when we went to St. Martin, that we went to the mm. casino, and you and I both oh talked God. about how we were hitting. <laughs> and it's like, I mm. it takes. I took everything we had to cash out and walk away. I mean, we still want to go and get that high again, but um, right. you know, it, it, we understand gambling. Addiction is absolutely no joke. Alcoholism is right. no joke. Right. Right. Um, any addiction, honestly, any substance dependency is absolutely no joke. And mm-hmm. we, we want everybody to understand, like, and the whole reason we were bringing this up, too, is we got a message from um, yeah. someone in our community asking if we've thought about it. And they, they were like, we understand that you need to bring some money in. So they understand why, but they were just wondering if it was something that maybe we hadn't discussed. And that's something we definitely discussed and we wanted right. to be open with everybody about um, what, what we are doing with this. So, um, you know, this person <clears throat> reached out to us, was extremely respectful. We had a conversation and they're like, they let us know their story. And it's like, I totally get that. And this is right. something we definitely need to talk about uh, on the podcast. So, uh, it, you know, it's t- it's tough because when you're in the rabbit hole, it's hard to see you're in the rabbit hole. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 It's not easy to uh, to pull yourself out. It's not easy to listen when other people tell you that there's an issue. Right. Uh, but. Mm. That's something that <laughs> we all have to watch out for each other. And if you, yeah. if it's starting to become a problem in your daily life, it's starting to become a problem in your relationships. We need to make, there needs to be a change. And, uh, this person did that. Thankfully, um, you know, they still struggle every once in a while. I think we all struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. absolutely. We all struggle every once in a while. So just something to be out there, be vigilant for. And, uh, you know, I just, I want to, I want to thank, uh, John for reaching out on Twitter and bringing this up because, um, it's, he was very kind about it. He was very, very kind and very, he was very kind about it. Yeah. 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 We, we appreciate that message. Absolutely. That's something that we needed to, 
take into account and right. yeah appreciate big time so yeah because we, we understand it we, we we preach about sobriety here recovery we preach about it all and then obviously yeah we have a we have a sponsor now um of of a bet online um so rj i think you did a wonderful job explaining that um and hopefully our listeners will understand too yeah we're we're a startup podcast very business in a sense very young Obviously, we're still working on growth and all that stuff. So, you know, we got to do what we got to do. But you will not be seeing a Coors Light sponsor no. or <laughs> anything along those lines. You will not see that. And if we get enough people that reach out and uh, tell us it's a problem, obviously, we'll also we'll get rid of it. Change because yeah. um, that's not something we don't want to have triggers for people constantly. Right. Absolutely. But let's get into it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm itching. I'm itching right now. All right. I'm ready to so hop Are you ready? Speaking of sports, speaking <laughs> of possibly going into some betting, uh, let's talk about fandoms. Let's talk about how fandoms affect our mental health. I think everybody knows I'm a massive Packer fan, right? Even though I don't necessarily love it all the time, or like a Brewer fan, or a Bucks fan. Uh, the Badgers played yesterday, and Mons, how let's how did it affect your mental health watching that game? <laughs> let's uh let's let's preface this real quick uh, with a we're not we're not making downplaying the situation exactly yeah we're not downplaying the the serious impact uh, that that one can can you know, unfortunately receive, uh, from, from, you know, poor mental health in a sense. Um, so we're, we're, we're essentially, we're, we're joking here, but we, we want to get into some, some badger talk and how that is just impacting our minds are, um, the badgers, man. We're not really joking though. Right. Like this is real <laughs> life. Like it really yeah. affects people's week. It does. It, it does. And especially, so let's just go ahead and do it. Uh, Badgers obviously against Penn State losing that game can be a problem for the Badgers this, for the whole season. Um, it really can be. Um, and, and it's just, it was just very disappointing, man. So look, if you guys didn't watch it, Badgers fell short to Penn State 16 to 10, 0 0 score at halftime. Um, it was just a very boring game to watch, RJ. What do you think? Just a very boring and a lack of lack of urgency from the Badgers offense. Uh, obviously, a significant amount of errors that being quarterback center exchange, quarterback to running back exchange with balls on the ground, um, two interceptions. Again, the interception late. I, I don't really give Mertz that much. You know, that many problems for that because it's 20 seconds left to go in the game. The team knew that we're going to throw the football, um, but it was just a very poor performance. And just that it's not looking like the Badgers team that we're just so used to. And it hasn't been that way in a while, man. It really hasn't. And it's getting to that point to where it's like. For one, we're, you know, never going to give up on the Badgers, but it's like, how many times are we going to run straight headfirst into this brick wall? How many times are we going to do this? before making a, a significant adjustment. And right. That's, that's where this fandom comes into play and how it affects your mental health, where you have expectations for uh, what you're going to see from the, yeah. the program itself. So you have these high expectations. Can it, can you 
get past where you have been? Can you be better than you were before? Can you go from good to great? Can you stop competing with the University of Iowa and start competing with Mm. Ohio State, right? Um, That's what Wisconsin fans kind of want. That's Mm -hmm. what we've tasted with uh, the Bucs winning a championship. But them losing the way they did and them, you know, you have your high expectations and it just drags it all out from underneath you. And it, you know, it happens at a snap of the fingers. It was at the end of the game that you realize that this is actually going to happen. Um, It's a lot of emotions that come in right away. And for some reason, as fans, and I'm talking personally, I'm talking about myself. um, As fans, we put so much emotional investment into our fandoms that it just it is emotions it is what you are hoping for it's a lot of hopes it's honestly for some people it's their dreams is seeing their clubs seeing their uh franchises win a championship you know the milwaukee bucks won a championship and it's the first wisconsin championship in 10 years 10 years the first time yeah that's one in 50 Yep, the Packers, 2010. Yep. So, um, you know, what What are you, how are you able to uh, take those emotions that come flooding in and use them positively? Like in Wisconsin, and this is not mm. a joke and it's not something we're downplaying. Like this is a serious conversation. In Wisconsin, when the Packers lose, alcohol consumption goes up, domestic violence goes domestic up. Domestic violence, yeah. and uh depression levels go up and it is mm. it, it's concerning it's alarming and it's that's for just a professional team so you have you have this uh college football team and it's the biggest college football team in uh the state and they have these high expectations and they lose right away what does that do does that do you know Go ahead. No, 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 no. Sorry, finish. I, I want you to finish your thought right there. Absolutely. Um, it do, has it gotten to the point where a fandom of some kids is get is going to do the same thing? Is it going to make people have the same reaction, the same emotional? Oh response? yeah, 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 uh, uh, yeah. I think that's that's great that you brought up those points of of how these actual losses impact households. Um, Right. And obviously that, that could be a microcosm, obviously of, of hopefully it's not of the entire state of Wisconsin uh, when these sports team lose loses. But I, I, here's the thing when it comes to obviously, obviously being a fan, you have to understand there has to be a fine line between being a fan and being a extreme fanatic. We obviously have to have that conversation um, that's an important thing to have is, is that it's good to be attached to a team, uh, your passion, watching a team rooting for a team, but always remember that it is a game and always remember that you are always in control of your responses after the game, no matter if it's a win or a loss. Um, but you were right, RJ. I think that it does actually have quite the impact on people especially when we talk about the Badgers football program, we're talking about it would be different if this team 
for the last three years, four years, didn't have the right pieces to be a feared program. And when I say feared, I mean other teams fearing to come in and play us, us really smacking teams in the mouth. We haven't done that in a very long time, and we've had the right pieces to do it. So I think that's what makes it that much more frustrating. That much more frustrating is what the heck is going on? When I sat back and watched LSU play last night, UCLA, Georgia, Clemson, I'm watching these teams play football fast, flying around, having fun. And obviously those games came after the Badgers game. So as I'm watching those games, I'm obviously thinking back on the Badgers game earlier that morning. And I'm just like, we can't even snap the football correctly. (laughs) We're still worried. We're still, we're still messing up on snapping the football. While you got these other programs that are just ball and lighting it up right now. And so how does that impact me? It, it, I get extremely, I wouldn't say depressed. I get down. I get disappointed. I, I get annoyed, frustrated, I get irritable. Irritable is like the perfect word. Yes. Frustrated as well, but irritable. I get very irritable afterwards because knowing that there's nothing I can do is what frustrates me. (laughs) And two, you know, I, I got friends who always make fun of the big 10 and stuff like that. And they were most definitely laughing at us yesterday. Um, well, so obviously that's just my little bruised ego, but here's, here's my question. Disappointing. You. you said something interesting in there. Yeah. Um, with your frustration that you can't affect it in any way. How much mm-hmm. do you think that leads to your irritability? How much do you oh. think that that like makes it, uh, even like last a little bit longer, carry longer into your irritabilities that you, no matter how hard we cheer, no matter what we see, we can't right. call the coaches and be like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. It doesn't <laughs> work that way. Um, how much do, do you think that leads into your frustration and irritability? A lot, a lot, because I th- I think, uh, and, and here, here, guys, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm not here toot my own horn or nothing. I'm not, but I, I'm giving you the full, my full response here. For me, I get irritable because it's like, I know for a fact, I would not allow for that to happen. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that from an arrogant standpoint, but like back in my playing days, I'm not letting that happen. Us going into halftime with zero points on the board. Like essentially what I'm saying is being a former player. It's like, who's going to step up and why is nobody stepping up? And like, who's going to step up and be that player. And the way that it feels (laughs) to, from a fan perspective, watching this program is it Mm. feels like a complacent program. It feels like as fans, we want more for the program than the program wants for itself. And that leads to such frustration too, because you don't really does inside, but that's Mm -hmm. the way that it feels to you. So the emotions you feel afterward, and you know, you were on the radio talking about this too, and took calls Mm -hmm. from people. That's why we wanted to have this subject because listening to people, on these calls, um, they're hurt, man. People are hurt. Like people legitimately are hurt. hurt, like mm-hmm. personally hurt. Because here's the thing, RJ, you said complacent. I thought about this last night. Are they really even being complacent? Cause here's the thing. We have not lost a season opener 
since 1996. Well, I mean, you weren't ready for this one. So at at at, at, at home, at home season opener since 96. So I say that: Are we really being complacent, or are we getting worse? That's, these last two years, we've hit. It feels right. Yeah, these last two years, we've hit strides in the wrong direction. We're breaking records in the wrong direction. <laughs> We're ending streaks. So it's it's I'm. I'm seeing the program going like this and I'm, and I'm not just saying that cause I'm upset about yesterday's game or something. Take a step back and look. I see the program is, is I think they would, they did plateau, but I, I feel as if the program has dipped. I really believe that we're not second in the big 10 anymore. We're probably fourth. And that's, that's frustrating, right? So yeah, Jenny, <laughs> Jenny brings up really good points in the, in the chat. How sports fandoms, we could consider them parasocial relationships. That's and, so true. You know, this is this is like uh, it, what we had yesterday, right? And what we've had, what you have with a fandom is that's how you connect with people, especially in a city. Uh, like you just, no matter what you have going against it, you both cheer for right these teams and then also like it, it also right. leads to a little bit of tribalism because you're all against the uh certain you know those rivals or whatever but yep sometimes people get so wrapped up in it that you cannot see the forest through the trees that you can't see what what else is going on that is great in your life you can't take a step True. back and enjoy life but like sports for some reason we have ingrained it so much in ourselves that it has this grasp on us and yeah it's the one thing no matter what i do i cannot get away from the packers i can't do it (laughs) i can't as much as i say like they're gonna lose this game or like the badger game like i don't i don't care that much like it didn't ruin my night but like i was still irritated about it but like when the Packers lost in the NFC Championship game, and I kind of knew it was happening, and I set myself up for it, and I was like, "No, they're gonna lose. No, they're gonna lose." Like, it still just it takes all the air out of me, and I am quick to irritated uh, after that happens. I'm quick to frustration. I'm quick to got a quick for quick. ways afterwards too. That's true. Yeah, I got a question for you. Yeah. This frustration that we talk about, this lingering effect after losing a game. And I think this is an important conversation. Jenny stated the same thing in the chat. This is like the timing of this is perfect too, because we're getting into, like you said, sports. We're getting into so it's going to start getting cold. More people are going to be inside and the people are going to be just obsessed with their televisions because of the sports. When it comes to teams, your team losing, the Packers losing. And this is the same. I already know my answer. Do you think those lingering effects are because of maybe slightly a little bit of ego? Like, okay, some of the, some of my friends now are going to make fun of me, make fun of my team, make fun of, you know, I got to wait a whole week now of, of, of until we can redeem ourselves. Um, do you think me, there's a little bit of that? Not, not, not necessarily for you. I mean, yeah. it is for me, but I, I, I guess I'm saying as a whole, like society, because you have this person, right? They know that their team they're obsessed with their team. They love their team. They root for their team. But at the end of the day, deep down, they still know they can't. They nothing they do or say is going to impact 
the outcome of the game. <laughs> so so what is so what's right? Mm-hmm. So what's the reason for this domestic violence increasing to 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 whatever else you stated that was well crimes just increasing after Packers loss? Like, is it because of they just can't sit with the emotions of the mask yeah. masculinity of yeah, I have a to lot of it go and walk in front of my coworkers now. And then knowing that my team lost and they're going to be laughing at me because a little bit of that. I don't, I don't think that that one is because everybody okay. likes the Packers loves the Packers right in the right, area. Right. Um, right. But I think it is that, you know, you might be uh, obsessed with the negatives in your life. And then with the Packers losing, like it's supposed to be the one positive thing, the thing you you could look forward to is the Packers winning. The Packers mm-hmm. doing so, uh, playing so well. Like yes, this is this is the positive. This is what I look forward to. And then all of a sudden the Packers lose, and you just you get focused on that negativity even more. You don't know what to do with it, so you take it out on somebody else. You take it out on somebody you love. You. Right, you have those toxic connections, and I mean mm-hmm. they they exist in Packer fandom. They exist in every fandom. I mean, you look oh, at yeah. Europe and riots. You look at you know there were, there's been sure. riots uh, for NFL teams that have lost. You know, you look at or NBA teams. Uh, NBA. They call them riots, but they're not necessarily riots, right? Right. But the the for me, like when a team loses. If they if it's during the regular season, it doesn't bug me very much, especially if they play fine. But in the playoffs, I just want them like I want the championship for those veteran players like Charles Woodson got his championship with the Packers. Like I want that so bad for Aaron Rodgers, for, uh, you know, David Bakhtiari, for Zadarius Smith. I want their championship. And when I know that they had a chance to win it and they let it slip out of their fingers mm-hmm. the way that they did, that's what eats at me. That's what gets me. And I'm, I'm sure they're feeling the same way, if not worse. Right. 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 But of course. That is uh, for me. That's when I get the most upset. Like I get upset for them and that I couldn't. And part of it is that I, I have no control over it. So. Right. That doesn't help things because when I have control over something, my anxiety goes down. <laughs> this is a really a good co- people. It's a really good conversation because as you were just saying that right there, I was thinking of the, you know, obviously the AA saying of, of the serenity prayer, you know, essentially what it's, I, 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 you know, we've talked about this. Uh, I'm not one for AA like me personally, just because it just didn't work for me, but I respect the heck out of it. Um, Because obviously it's helping many, many folks. Um, So please forgive me if I butcher this, but the the serenity prayer of of God grant me the serenity to forget. Have the courage, forget the things I can't change or something like that. And the courage to long story short, what it's saying is to focus on what you can't control. (laughs) Essentially what it's getting at. I, 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 where's my wallet at? I have the, I have the coin in my wallet. Actually. But let me just pull that up real quick. And again, I apologize, guys, for not knowing this off the top of my head. That is my apologies. Serenity prayer. I mean, God grant. Okay, go for it. 
God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So as we're sitting here talking about maybe that frustration increases because fans know they can't physically get in there and help, and that just eats at them even more, even more. Um, I think we just think, need to yeah. obviously tell folks, pull back a little bit. Here I'm getting into that treatment aspect of it. How do we correct this? And I think it's that that AA kind of tradition, that that approach to it of make sure you focus on that you, the, the fact that you can't change the outcome of this no matter what. And just to focus on the things that you can control, which is your reaction after the game. So sorry, I went in a Finding, huge circle you know, right there. <laughs> it's very, very close ties into our sobriety and recovery yeah. streams, mm-hmm. right? Where find that hobby, find that outlet for your stress. Find there's people that have it. You see people outside working in their yards, working on stuff after Packer losses. Like you see a lot more housework getting done. Just so mad. Out there just but, yeah, but you don't chopping. You have people at the they go to the grocery store and are buying more alcohol. You're buying you're seeing, mm. you know, and that leads to obviously poor decision making and bad decisions. Oh, yeah. uh, you see it all over the place. People trying to find that outlet. It's just whether it's a healthy outlet or not. This, right. you know, this topic is something. And we talked about how, you know, we weren't making light or of the subject. Like this right. is a serious subject and a topic. It is. We could turn kind of humorous talking about it but at the same time it can be an issue like when you look at people who don't have the fandom and they look at you and how you react to things like i get quiet and uh distant after a packers playoff loss and my partner knows that and uh sometimes she's like oh the game must have been bad because you're not really talking and i'm like no they won she's what you're not you know, we're, you're not all happy and stuff. I'm, I'm trying not to get that way now. So, you know, trying to do this, but it, as much as you try, it's just, it still pulls you in. It really is somewhat of an addiction where that you can't shake. Absolutely. Can't, it's got its tentacles in your brain. And <laughs> it's, a, it's, a dope, it's a dopamine. It's that, uh, you know, it's, it's that Godfather part three. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in right <laughs> that's that's what it that's what it feels like a lot like i used to know who the packers third string offensive lineman was i used to know the packers uh practice squad players i i used to know all this i don't anymore i've tried to pull back to try to get some breathing room between this fandom and myself and it didn't work it hasn't worked. <laughs> well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I wouldn't say it does didn't work. I mean, you got to remember, you've been a Packers fan since you became a conscious being. Uh, so, and you've been trying to work on this separation, what, for the last, what, eight, seven years? So, I mean, you got to give it time, man. You got to give it time. And again, when you say separation, not you not becoming a Packers fan, but just uh, obviously just drawing that line in the sand. Um, of your emotions and how they are, how you're responding to the, you know, the final uh, score of the game. And so I think that you just give it, give it time, just give it time. 
Um, time was definitely what's up, but this is an important conversation because again, like we, we, we obviously have football right around the corner NFL. That is college football has started as well. That, that, that's strong fandom as well. So I think it's Such just important for people there. Mm-hmm, just important. It's very important for people just to remember this. Um, we're not saying don't be a fan and we're not saying to, you know, I don't even know. Just, just, don't just be know. careful. Yeah. Just be careful of how your emotions are, are and what your emotions are driving you to do. Um, especially if the team loses, because at the end of the day, again, just focus on what you can control, which is how you respond, how you respond to your team losing. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be angry. Actually, those are healthy emotions. Just have to obviously express them in healthy ways. So. Very, very important, but disappointed in the batches, of course. 16 to 10, Penn State came into, waltzed their way into Camp Randall Stadium. Um, shut them down, man. And that's just. Well, it's destabilizing in a sense. For, and I, when I was listening the to those fans. Did they really shut them down? Not really. It was more so that, that just shooting themselves in the foot. And that's so when the frustration true. happens. So true. So much more. But, you know, one thing I want to say before we. Get off of this. One thing to remember yeah, yeah. is fans. It's supposed to be fun. Right. It's supposed to have fun. You're not supposed to take a deep breath and be like, it's okay because they won. Like you're supposed to have fun when they win. When they lose, yes, you can be upset. Yes, you can, you know, act how you need to to act, right? Um how you want to act, try to find a, a constructive way, but have fun with it. No matter what, if they play well, have fun with it, have, you know, enjoy your, enjoy your fandom, enjoy everything that goes into it. Enjoy. Of course. Of course. Decorating, enjoy putting on your shirts. Enjoy. Like I'm going to a Bruce game with my boys for the first time. I'm very, very nervous because of Delta. Like I'm very nervous, right? Mm-hmm. I dressed my kids up in Brewers gear. I am very excited to see that. Like I am Heck having yeah. fun with this. This is gonna be their first baseball game. My oldest knows what baseball is. He likes Heck baseball. Yeah. It's gonna be fun watching a baseball game with my two kids, and I'm gonna have fun with it. And if the Brewers don't win, and this is easy, right? Because they play again tomorrow. So if they lose, it's like whatever it is, what it is. There's 162 games. So it's not as big of a deal as the Packers losing one of 17 or the Badgers right. losing one of 12, right? Who uh, who the Brewers playing? Uh, the Cardinals. Oh, they're, they're losing. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, what's the Cardinals record? I know they were, what, 12 behind, right? Uh, you, you might want to add one to that. 13 behind now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brewers are obviously crushing right now, but it's so <laughs> true what you're saying. It is true. I mean, you still have that fun. You still be the same during the game it's just how are you responding after the game right is is the thing um just just we're just essentially what we're getting at folks here is just to be more mindful of that of those two three four five six hours maybe a couple days even after the game how are you responding how much of a of an impact is it is it having on you and jenny just had a really Amazing point in chat. It would be neat if there was 
more of a let's grow and keep working and get even better kind of atmosphere instead of WTF. Mm. What's wrong with them? Mm-hmm. What if we could do I... that? And then, um, you know, she, she wants us, she's asking us about rivalries. So like rivalry <laughs> discourse and like, uh, you know, t- Wisconsin talking crap to Iowa or Minnesota, vice versa. Like Jenny's a huge Iowa state fan. They have their biggest rivals in Iowa coming to town. Very much an east-west Iowa kind of a rivalry, right? But um, there's a lot of hostility between rivalries. Why? Of course. Just because of wearing different colors? Like, <laughs> there's trash talk, and then there's getting hostile. And I honestly, think there is a lot of hostility. Honestly, I think to answer your question, why? It's just because people are told to not like them. <laughs> sure. There's a point to that, right? Yeah, essentially that. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, obviously the old heads understand the tradition, but I mean, a lot of the young folks, a lot of the young folks, they just, oh, we're not supposed to like them. Great. I hate them. Um, there's, and again, there's a fine line. There's, 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 and moderation is important for everything. Um, I think that the hostility can be healthy. If that makes sense, obviously we're not yep. talking physical violence. We're not talking even emotional violence. We're just talking just the normal banter. That's healthy. Um, but obviously we have what we're talking about here is the extremes, which is the fights that we see on social media. Uh, even at the basketball playoffs, for sure, we saw <laughs> we saw some fights. Um, I don't know why that is. Obviously, alcohol alcohol has a lot to do with that, but I don't see why that is. What's up? Didn't I didn't press record? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's all right. We are. We we got it. We got it. We got another. We got a plan for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. We can thank, pull. Thank we goodness can... this isn't the first time it's happened. Um, just, just snatch the audio. It yep. is like Americans' first. Uh, you know, our obsession with winners and losers. Like you, you see it, it, it's gotten to politics now, right? Like there's winners and there's losers and there's no in between. Like, uh, so true. That's the part that that's why rivalries, we get so negative. That's why we treat, we don't see them as people on the other side. We see them as, uh, you know, enemies. We see it as the positive and the negative, the, the, Dude. the dark, the, uh, so true last yesterday when i was doing the show after the game and again we get it i get the frustration i get the tension i get the being annoyed i get all of that but as we were you know setting up about to about to about to hop on i'm listening to some of the fans around us and man the way that and i'm not generalizing the entire population i'm just specifically talking about this group the way that they were talking about the players was, it was, it was, I was, it was atrocious the way that they were speaking about them. Like, first off, you guys, these guys are 19, 20 years old. Let's remember that. Let's remember that. I mean, this was a table full of all old, old heads and they were just sit him. Ben gets hurt. I don't want to see him back in the game. I mean, all of this stuff. I'm like, this is a 19-year-old kid. Chill out. <laughs> but again, 
that's that we bring it all the way back where it's like, how are you trolls? How are you responding? These are kids, guys. These are kids. We have to remember that. And words do matter. Words matter. They do matter. They, they, that's the thing, like you and I have talked about this. So before I met, you know, met you, met your sister. Right, right, right. Players, and I was not a huge college football fan um, because they were kids. Because I knew they were kids. Uh, but I was a Packers fan. And they were just jerseys. They were just helmets out there running around. I didn't see the people underneath. Um, same with, mm-hmm. you know, football. Right. And, or not football, basketball. Like, they were just jerseys. Like, you aren't getting it done, get out of here. Like, you don't see, think about the hard work that they do. You don't think about how their family life is affecting everything. You don't think about if they lose their job, are they going to be able to find another job? Are they going to be... You know, their skill, everything they put into is this. Are they going to be able to, you know, put food on the table for their family? Exactly. Yeah. So that is like something that I started doing is seeing, honestly, less as cattle, less as things and more as people putting people into the uh, context. And that's 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 helped me step back a little bit. but. That doesn't mean it's helped, you know, everybody can do that. But that's something we can definitely need to remember. Like, the kids, even yeah. though you have your name, image, likeness, that doesn't mean that they're getting paid. That just means that they have the possibility of getting paid. Right. And now you have uh, coaches making millions of dollars. Millions. Who are you going to hold accountable? Are you going to hold accountable, you know, the kids out there who are trying to go to school, trying to better themselves, or are you going to say the coaches need to do a better job with what they're doing? The ones making the millions, hundreds of thousands, these massive bonuses. Um, So that's something else to to think about, like with college sports is they they really are kids. They're one year out of high school. Sometimes that's, that's wild. And that's such a good point. It is because I remember I heard a coach Chris commercial yesterday and I was like, Hmm, um, but it's, it's, I think also too, it's, it's, there's, again, there's nothing wrong with being upset. There's nothing wrong with being angry. There's nothing wrong with being mad or whatever it, it without obviously violently acting that, those, those emotions out. Um, there's nothing wrong with even, even expressing yourself. And I'll, and I'll give an example here of, oh, that player is not playing well. Okay. Get him out. Nothing wrong with that, actually, at all. But once you cross that line of saying, oh, I hope he gets hurt. I don't want to see him again. Uh, I hope he transfers, leave. It's like, okay, dude. Or you go now to their you, social media and tag them. Yeah. yeah I hope <laughs> you get into a car accident. Like It's like, okay, now you use racial. You, you stepped <laughs> outside of those lines on the football field. Now, now, if you don't want to see them play, okay, that's fine. That is your opinion. That's fine. Okay. I get it. It is, it is a business meeting. You have to perform to, to, to play. If that makes any sense, you have to be good to step on the field. We get that. But once you, once you start taking personal attacks at them for off the field, oh, I hope you get injured so you don't have to play again. Oh, I hope you transfer. I hope you leave. It's like, okay, Mr. 50, 55, 60 year old, relax. <laughs> relax you still have to go to work tomorrow whether they win or lose relax 
And so again, this mindfulness, this mindfulness, this mindfulness, because it's getting more toxic and toxic on Twitter with this, this easy access to players lives or rather not their lives, just easy access to their social media lives. I'll say can impact, can impact players. It has impacted players, not Naomi Osaka. Yeah. It's impacted her and she's brilliant. She's fantastic. She's flawless. Simone Biles. I mean, these women are flawless at their sports and they're still impacted by the media, impacted by fans. I mean, uh, all the above. You got to just relax, you guys. You just got to relax. That's just really it. Just relax. But 16 to 10 is not a great performance. I'm disappointed. You're disappointed, RJ. We got Eastern Michigan, which will be a cakewalk. But then we yeah, come back and try to we come back and try to play Notre Dame at Soldier Field. Uh, Cone left Wisconsin is now the head or now the uh, starting quarterback there. I, Here's my question. And, <laughs> you know, I should save this for a sports podcast, but I want your opinion right now. Yesterday, I called into the sports show and I talked about how Wisconsin has not developed any quarterbacks uh honestly ever like you've not seen quarterbacks get head and shoulders better every time that they uh every year if jack Cohn comes out and is a decision maker like zipping that ball all over the field you're absolutely you know you can see a different kind of a quarterback how much is that gonna drive you uh up a wall, especially with how uh, proofs in the pudding. Yeah, if if that happens, the proofs in the pudding. The coaches with everything <laughs> else. The proofs in the pudding. Yeah, uh, I think when you called in, you had one of the best takes because you you stumped the both of us actually um, for a bit because we were like, that's a really good point. You know, we we'll try to think back to Wisconsin history, Wisconsin football history. Have we witnessed a quarterback from start to finish of his collegiate career actually improve? I can't think of one. The answer is no. Like you see, right. you can see <laughs> micro improvements and you can see confidence right. boost, but you haven't seen like noticeable gains. And the thing about developing quarterbacks, and you see it at like the the big schools, is. It's during practice. It's that's oh, where yeah. you get the gains. It's not necessarily just playing the games. It's you you know how you practice, how you get quarterbacks better. Um how and it just hasn't happened. So going back mm. to our previous conversation, Jenny, great question here. Yeah, she's got some really good questions in so there. So what you know, what are some ways we can help humanize these college kids and athletes and address it with, you know, fanatics, with our sports loving peers. You know, I got a quick answer to that. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I keep, I keep no, butting, no, I, butting I, I in abruptly. I was going to say, I, I was just going to say like uh, a lot of times when you are emotionally invested in somebody brings something up that might be uh, perceived negative, we get defensive. So of if course. somebody gets defensive, let, let's hear what your idea is because it's probably uh, similar so, to mine. Yeah. So she said, so the first question was what are, what are some ways we can try to have these convos to address with sport loving peers who might get it? 
To answer the question, I think the ship has sailed, unfortunately, uh, when we talk about college football, because I think now with them having the ability to get paid, that brings in that professionalism. So I think some of that animosity that we see between extreme fan to player that we, you know, we see that in the NFL, I think is going to trickle down into college even more. It's already been in college sports, but I think even more now because they're getting paid. There's something with fans. There's something with fans and, and knowing that that player is making X amount of dollars that then enables them to be more ferocious towards the player. Um, if that makes sense, there's a strong correlation between knowing that the player is making money and my ferocious responses to that player. Um, and so I, I think, unfortunately, that ship has sailed. Maybe hopefully it comes back to shore. The doc, but now them knowing that these big time players are getting paid, I think that opens up more of the the lack of empathy. Yeah, I mean, you know that because they're playing a game, right? That they would love to play, so they feel entitled to have opinions about yep. the person, right? You don't see the hours that they put into it, like right. Every. Anything that you do for money becomes a job. It doesn't matter what it is, how much you love it. Eventually, there are points to it where it feels like it's a job. Um, And that's usually perceived as a negative, right? You don't see NFL players putting, you know, they're putting in 20 to 30 hours of overtime, what we would perceive as overtime a week. Like, they're working 70, 80 hours a week. Easily. In college athletes, you are, you know, you have only the amount of time that you can put into it, but you're putting in 50, 60 hours as a college D1 athlete into your sport. Like, if you weren't doing that, you weren't playing. And Mm -hmm. that's something that is not looked at either when it comes to, uh, when it comes to these athletes. So what I think we could do to help humanize them, and I understand, like, when people see you make money, they think that. That means right. that you can, at that point, you can do whatever they, you want to them because I'm helping to pay your salary, right? Exactly. They, they really you go do from, have that, that mentality. Yeah. I don't want to say the word, but I'm <laughs> almost going to, right? Uh, they feel like you owe it to them that you're making money. And oh, yeah. so it is what it is. You could show them, and this could be the program doing it. This could be uh, media helping do this. Show their daily life. Show what a day in the life looks right. like of right. uh, Graham Mertz, of uh, Ches Malusi. You can show them in class, studying, right? You could show them. You could show what they're doing and then show them at practice, right? That's something that you could do that would really, really help humanize these people i mean you show them outside their jersey and you see how young they are right that is going to trigger most people's uh empathy yeah yeah yeah. that transparency and then also remember too like it's like we're still playing in a pandemic too it's like these kids are going on campus with 50 plus thousand people wearing a mask walking around tired exhausted because they had a practice whatever all the above and i'm not saying all this stuff to make you feel bad for them i'm just saying let's just you know paint the entire paint the entire piece of art 
before you obviously make your judgments at the end. But let me let me pull back here real quick. So what I stated, because I really didn't answer Jeannie's question, because I do think there is a way to help. I I just, you know, I, I approached that question with a bit of my pessimistic mindset of, of you know, ship has sailed, unfortunately, just, just based off of because of what I heard yesterday. And I, well, I kind of want to revise what you experienced. <laughs> that right? too I wonder, <laughs> yeah exactly i want to revise a little bit um I, I still mean what i say but i think also i, I want to throw a little bit of that what you said stated as well rj i think the transparency would would help i think the transparency most definitely is important essentially it's it's the these conversations these small talks but obviously providing that visual aspect to it of actually physically showing somebody the day in the life of a student athlete, like really showing them because they did do that. I think about eight years ago, the but the NCAA took it over and we know the NCAA lies. So all the time, all the many time. players, many players watched what they put together. I even watched it and it's on YouTube. You can check it out. I was like, that is not how it is. It's not how it is. Obviously the NCAA is going to sugarcoat it <laughs> for many, for many of unknown reasons why the NCAA is just not super transparent, but Long story short, that transparency is important. And I think that would help to show some of these people like, hey, let's just remember that this is a 19, 20 year old kid. What were you doing when you were 19 and 20? You weren't listening to your parents. You thought you had all the answers. You were partying for sure, especially if you were on. Yeah, especially if you were on a big campus. Yeah, you were. I mean, so these kids obviously got familial pressure, societal pressures. They're still dealing with the daily daily pressures of life while obviously still trying to perform at an extremely high level in front of 90,000 people in person and obviously probably close to a million on television, not making any excuses, but you just have to paint the entire picture. They don't just wake up and show up on game day and play. Uh, it's, it's a lot goes into it. A lot goes into it. Um, so just be mindful. And again, it's just this mindfulness we're talking about. Be mindful of your response. That is the only thing you can control. You cannot control the outcome of the game. Unless if you go streaking. And so you get the only outcome. Okay. You You're only controlling. You're only it's just another. All you do is just add another TV timeout. Right. <laughs> well, think so. about it this way. If your team is uh, lost momentum and they need a breather, then do it. You're helping your team out. You know, mm, I'm not right, saying right. that we're promoting that, but I am saying it would be kind of smart to do like uh, maybe not smart, but if you really want to help them, you know, get that extra breathing, right. that water break, a competitive advantage. Don't do this. Yeah. Just be wink, mindful. Wink. Just be mindful. So with this, this was pretty cool, man. How we just tied in mental health with, with sports. And it, it is important. Sports is, I think you made it such a great point. It's, it's, it's part of society. Sports drive our society uh not by themselves but a very very important piece of american society is sports because of ads because of all of the above so obviously that has to tie into our mental health some way somehow and hopefully this episode showed you guys just how it does how does it impact our mental health it can honestly be one of the biggest triggers for substance dependency like not just oh, sure. betting and gambling, right? But like the emotions that you feel you want to hide from. Like one of the nights, one of my worst mm. nights drinking, one of like I just I can still remember me starting and I remember how I felt the next morning. 
um, and I was kind of told what I did the night before, was when Brett Favre came back with the Vikings and crushed the Packers at Lambeau Field. And I watched it in a bar by myself, like, got so mad. I just, I got absolutely annihilated and don't remember (laughs) what I did, but, like, I remember the feeling at the time. I remember the morning and, like, okay, who do I have to apologize to? That was really not a smart thing to do, but. Yeah, that's it's real. And um talking it about it and emotional intelligence and it's the only way that we're gonna start to, you know, feel better and get better. And that's something to think about. So Absolutely. And I think again, I love how we had this this conversation. It's so sweet how we just did that. Mental health, which was mindfulness, which is the um what's what I'm what we're looking for, the other word I'm looking for. Um I think I already said it. But it's just how we're tying all this together because obviously sports that's what we're all looking forward to at the end of the week. That's not let's be honest. And obviously that opens up doors for folks to drink, all of the above. So please drink responsibly. Please have a DD. Please, if you are betting too much, if it's impacting your life, your relationship, your job, etc., please reach out to Gamblings Anonymous. Please just Google it and you'll find it. They're Suspend great, they're awesome. Account. You can do that, mm-hmm. you know. Right. They'll help out. It's it's an anonymous again, so please utilize that resource. Um, but just be mindful, you guys. Be mindful of how you are responding to the outcome you you were hoping not to see at the game. You know, you're you're you don't want your team to lose. So how are you responding afterwards? Maybe even have a plan for that. There's nothing wrong with having that plan B. Okay, plan A. I'm gonna be jacked, super excited. I'm gonna be beside myself in a good way after the game, if my team wins, like just, just full of excitement and then ask yourself, okay, but what if they lose? Yeah. Plan for the worst and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. That's what we do Wisconsin fans. We plan for what the if worst they, <laughs> because it's going to happen. <laughs> what if they lose? How am I going to respond? Am I going to be irritable? Okay. I know I'm going to be irritable. So just make sure I'm not a little snappy with my significant other. Make sure I'm not snappy with my kids or my grandparents or my parents or anything. Maybe I need to take an extra few more seconds before I respond to anybody and just so I can be a little bit more mindful. <laughs> it's interesting you say that. So I don't want my kids to be wrapped up in a fandom like I am. So I don't watch the game around them. Hmm. Games. I try not to watch <laughs> around them. Uh, and if I am, I am very quiet to myself in both like joy and in uh, negativity. Like I just don't want them to feel that. Um, so. There's that, too. If I don't want my kids to feel that, then I know that I'm taking it a little too far. So true. Bet online and all of these ads, all if, if they ever come across this podcast, they're going to hate us. They're going to hate us because obviously they thrive they're already, they're on fanatics. We're going to get an email tomorrow. What do oh, for you sure. guys do? Why are you talking about Gamblings Anonymous right after you say our ad? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like drink. It's like drink Wisconsinably. They're right. saying, okay, let's drink. Let's have fun, but drink it responsibly. So they're going to hate us because they thrive. Obviously, they make their money on fanatics. Um, but you guys, just be, be safe. Be smart. Just be mindful. Have a plan. Have a plan. And have a plan. And always remember that they're just kids. Um, but obviously, even for the pros, 
Yeah, they're making really great money. They're making a lot more money than you. Yes, that's a fact. But they're still they're 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 doing a lot of work for that penny, for those pennies, for those dollars, thousands of dollars. So just understand, just to be mindful of your response. And at the end of the day, it's just a game. But games we most definitely love watching. And it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. You know, at the end of the day, we're there to have fun, have a good time. And that's mm-hmm. where that's what we get lost in a lot of times in our fandom is that it's supposed to be fun. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Football is life. You know, it don't lose sight. Together. It does. And don't lose sight of what you can control. That's just it. Be a fan, be a fanatic, be crazy for the fans or for the team in a good way, but just don't lose sight of no matter what I do, I cannot impact this game. And you know what? Just remember, and I, and I know that sounds a little negative, but just that's for your own mental health. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's the truth. That is <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. And yes. And let's, uh, let's work on our own emotional intelligence. Indeed. So that we can find why we are feeling the anger, why we are feeling the frustration, the irritability, and try to make our own, you know, outlook better. So, indeed, indeed. Thanks for tapping into Untapped Keg, the podcast where we go into sobriety, recovery, mental health, and everything around life. I've been RJ Zimmerman. That's been Monte Ball. Where can they find you, Monts? You guys can find me on Twitter, MonteBall28, Instagram, MonteBall, Facebook, same thing, that being just my name. Please, obviously, our Untapped Cake pages as well, um, same, same platforms. Please reach out to us with questions, topics. Let us know if you guys want to see somebody. If you want to see some players, hop on. We'll shoot our shot and see if we can get them on. I mean, we're not afraid of that. Um, where can they find you, RJ? You can find me at It's Trickster, I-T-Z. The I is a one in Trickster. Uh, on Twitter, and then all the Untapped Keg pages that Mons said. Find us on YouTube. All podcast platforms is Untapped Keg. Please subscribe. Give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Ask questions. Reach out if you're struggling. We will get back to you as soon as we can. And, uh, you know, we'll try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because at least if we don't make it, we're trying. Everybody have a good week. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.